listening to Phenomenology Club Radio. Hello and thank you for listening to this audio podcast. I am Buttress, the host of Phenomenology Club, which is an interactive online community of artists and thinkers centered around this content that I create and curate online for us to talk about which is why both our tagline for Phenomenology Club and the subtitle for this discussion series is Talk About It. Most of these uploads are originally streamed live on our YouTube page. If you're interested in interacting with those as they happen live, please go subscribe and turn on the notifications at youtube.com slash phenomenologyclub. And in general, to learn more about our club, what we do, and how you can become a member for only $1 a month, please visit our website at www.phenomenology.club. Thank you for listening. Stay trippy. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Talk About It, the official podcast series of Phenomenology Club. As you can see, I am cammed up. Because like I said in the past few uploads, I know that people enjoy having a video image of the speaker. Because it feels like we're like together, right? I don't particularly love being cammed up because it's already kind of confusing having like multiple things going on. Like sending my audio through a router so that you can hear the uh, dictionary definition, pronunciations, and all this shit, and now I gotta worry, is there a video stream? And also, like I've said, I upload all of these to Spotify, so I don't want it to be too much of a video thing because, you know, it has to also be listenable to people who don't have a video image. So even though I have things like this web browser pulled up in the side, side thing, <laughs> panel, Uh, I'm going to try not to reference it too much because this has to be listenable for all our friends over on Spotify who can't see. They're digitally blind. Anyway, thank you for being here. Um, And anyone who is listening on Spotify, these all happen on YouTube initially. So hop on over to YouTube.com slash Phenomenology Club if you'd like to see my beautiful fucking face. Another reason I don't like to cam up is because I have a stupid fucking haircut because, uh, you know, as an avid Adderall abuser, I, like, twirl my hair a lot, like, like this. Not even twirl it. I, like, pull on it, and it got so bad that I just had this mess of hair in the back of my head that was, like, short, so I had to get an undercut, basically the most art school haircut ever, and so I'm growing it out right now, and it just looks fucking stupid. Stupid! I'm sick of it! Anyway, how are you guys doing? What's going on? Is everyone okay? Uh, I want to talk about vaccines. About whether or not we are morally responsible to take them. Which obviously is a very, very hot topic right now. I mean, it's always a hot topic. But it's a hot topic especially right now in the midst of coronavirus somebody said or i think i saw a few people say that um undercuts a no-go says code codeine cunt i know i know but you know what i had a practical reason for getting one so leave me alone only a judge can judge me and you're not a judge are you codeine cunt so get the fuck out of here Anyway, um, what was I just saying? Vaccinations. Oh, yeah. Wait, someone, I saw somebody said, uh, that 
with all the news going on, the favorite word of newscasters and media people right now is amidst. <laughs> I'm more of a fan of in the midst of, but I, I thought that was funny because it made me realize how much I too have been saying in the midst and also amidst, in the midst of this coronavirus. But how else, how else are we supposed to phrase it? What else are we in relation, in proximity to this global pandemic? We're in the midst of it. Come on. It's interesting because, yeah, how do, how do you word such a thing when we are confronted with? That's not as fun. It makes you think more of like a one-on-one -on -one relationship. The virus is more nebulous and doesn't really have strictly defined rigid contours. It's not so much an individual entity. That's why we're in the midst of it. Uh, 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 uh. Anyway. Let's talk about vaccines. I saw that some of you were getting into it already before we even, uh, before I even went live. I want to read some of your comments. So maybe we could use that as the launching pad for this conversation. Uh, this conversation that is so, so heavy and heavily debated. Clearly, people have very strong opinions about it. You all are typing paragraphs in here before we even get started. So let me read some of what you had to say. Delilah, hello Delilah, Delilah says, before this starts, I'm going to say yes, it is your moral duty. The health of the community is more important than someone's personal choice to not get poked with a don't get sick needle for two seconds. Well, that's interesting language, Delilah. That's a little, that's a little frisky. You got some strong opinions. Danny Bowen says, for the coronavirus stuff, sure. That's in response to the question of this upload. Is it my moral duty to get vaccinated? Danny says, for the coronavirus stuff, sure. It is important because there is so much uncertainty as to the ramifications. So collectively, we need to prevent as much as possible. I'd say the same for vaccines for other illnesses too, but because we know more about them, people in essence can have a choice because likely most others will have been vaccinated beforehand, so it ain't. Well, that's interesting, um, bringing up some other variables that uh, orbit this discussion, very relevant variables. Um, because the question is not simply, uh, I don't feel like getting vaccinated, right? This is not why people say that it is not their responsibility to get vaccinated. There are reasons that people don't want to get vaccinated. And what are some of these reasons? Um, and what are, what are the most popular narratives about these reasons? in public discourse because you know i think we've all been exposed to the narrative that uh anti-vaxxers are a bunch of crazy people most often moms and women let me just say that because i'm not going to go into some feminist diatribe but i do think that it is relevant to think about what kinds of people are typically talked about when we talk about anti-vaxxers and that group of people in my opinion is hysterical women just saying. It's always hysterical women, hysterical moms, and stupid moms, stupid women that think that vaccinations are going to give their kids autism. And that's another angle that we can hate them for, right? Because these stupid, hysterical women think that 
vaccines cause autism what a fucking erroneous idea how stupid how silly but you know what i'm just going to come out and say what i have to say too because let's all get fucking frisky in here i would like to say that i think that the amount of hostility that people that get grouped in with this anti-vaxxers group uh, the amount of hostility they experience in these kinds of conversations is, I'm going to say it, unwarranted. I think that it's over the top. Um, and I think that it really is not does not do a service to the kinds of arguments that these women, because they're mostly women, let's just be real, are being uh, accused of having. I don't know what the start of that sentence I just tried to say was. I don't think that their their viewpoints are being accurately reflected in public discourse. For one, this idea that they all think that their kids are going to get autism or their kids have autism. Uh, I spoke to a woman who was an anti-vaxxer uh, not long ago, uh, and she was telling me how uh, her child, she believes experienced neurological consequences of a vaccination that was mandatory for them to attend public school. And uh, she told me, and this is something that I did not know, is that the CDC doesn't even lie or try to make secret of the fact that some of the side effects of these vaccines that are mandatory for public school attendance actually can cause neurological impairment. And if you don't believe me, look, I've pulled it up cdc.gov their website let's look at it together so this is the cdc's official website the center for disease control and prevention uh in the united states um <clears throat> let's look at their website this is their vaccines uh sub page where they where they go through these side effects and this first one you can see if you look at the uh literally the first entry for side effects this is the dtap vaccine and as far as i know please correct me if i'm wrong if anybody knows as far as i know this vaccine is mandatory for children i believe under the age of seven or something for them to attend public school uh one of the one of the uh benefits of this vaccine is it prevents against tetanus i remember having to get my tetanus shot and i guess it was this one i'm not really entirely sure but um as far as I know, this is a mandatory vaccine, um, and you could see here, it says very rarely, but the fact that the CDC even puts this on their website, I think is testament to the fact that this has been proven, because otherwise, why the fuck would they, would they put it up here? Very rarely, long-term seizures, coma, lowered consciousness, or permanent brain damage may happen after DTaP vaccination. So this is not just some conspiracy that women have come up with. And I think that this is the thing that they're speaking of when people in the public, those of us who are not anti-vaxxers, because let me just say that outright too, I'm not an anti-vaxxer or anything, but I'm just saying I think that these conversations do... Uh, deserve a lot of nuance i mean if people have children that have had permanent brain damage and lowered consciousness the thing that all these assholes in the public are accusing them of thinking is autism which it is not uh if if that's what they're being accused of as being hysterical and stupid and there's no merit to these kinds of 
uh, accusations, but then the CDC itself says that this is a possibility, and some of these people actually have children that have suffered these consequences, these side effects of these mandatory vaccinations, uh, then we should talk about it, don't you fucking think? Long-term seizures, coma, lowered consciousness, or permanent brain damage. That's crazy. And if you go through all of these, uh, there's more. I don't, I don't, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. I don't know. Let's look at polio. Is polio mandatory? I don't know which ones are mandatory. Um, but here we go. Polio has a risk of death. Okay. Influenza. What does influenza have a risk of? Severe allergic reaction, other serious injury or death, yada, yada, yada. Um, anyway, so I think that these kinds of things deserve, uh, they deserve conversation, especially because this is the reason that a lot of people don't want to get vaccinated or they don't want their kids to get vaccinated. And this kind of discussion, I think, is just a philosophical fucking landmine. Because on the one hand, yeah, it's not as simple as uh, I don't want to get vaccinated. I don't have to do anything anyone wants uh, me to do, which sounds stupid and uh, selfish at face value, but I think that even there, there's something to be talked about. The idea that the government can force something upon your very person, upon your very body, and a government as corrupt as ours, and especially our healthcare industry, which we know is held to practically no standard. And I mean, look at the standards for like the FDA. I mean, their standards are, are so lax. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw that documentary on Netflix. I forget what it was called. It was really interesting. Fuck, I forget what it was called. But it was basically about how the approval process for medical implant or uh, medical devices, period, uh, is so lax. Like, you can get your medical device pr approved by the FDA if it simply resembles another device enough that was approved. But that one might have been approved following the same exact process and so we have people that are getting things like hip implants that are literally rotting inside of people and causing things like symptoms of dementia and their doctors don't even know about this they're being diagnosed with things like alzheimer's disease because their doctors don't even know that there is a risk that their hip implant is rotting inside of them and causing them dementia like our healthcare industry fucking sucks and the fda is held to no standard and the cdc is similarly held to very lax standards. I mean, the CDC, uh, if I'm not mistaken, doesn't even require randomized clinical trials. The FDA, I believe, does require randomized trials, and the CDC does not. So that's pretty fucking crazy. I cannot call a group of people stupid or hysterical or anything for, for a thing like at least wanting to have a conversation about the ethics of being forced to either vaccinate yourself or your children uh, when we know that the institutions in charge of these kinds of things are held to practically no standard. It's not simply an issue of putting trust in science or putting trust in your own Infowars crazy ass fucking stupid conspiracies. It's that it's that the CDC and the FDA are not really held to a real scientific standard in and of themselves. And a lot of these people being called anti-vaxxers are actually not even anti-vaxxers. A lot of them are people who vaccinated their kids because they wanted to. They wanted to protect their children and ended up, uh, their children ended up experiencing some of these side effects that the CDC does not pretend don't exist.
So, I mean, I think I think the amount of vitriol and hostility these women, hysterical, stupid, fucking dumb soccer moms, Karens, uh I, I think that the amount of vitriol launched at them is really unwarranted. Can you imagine having a kid that had a thing like permanent brain damage because of a vaccination and you simply want to make this information known to the public? You want the public to be more aware of the risks. You want the CDC to be held to a stricter standard, as I'm sure we all do, just like we also want the FDA to be held to a higher standard. These women aren't even necessarily saying uh, no vaccines. A lot of them are simply campaigning for uh, stricter criteria for the testing, for the development of these kinds of things. So that's my first point. But of course, it's it's not that simple. And as Danny was just saying earlier, um, I, I think that depending on the specific vaccine in question, depending on the specific problem we're trying to deal with, uh, there will be all different types of variables to consider here. I mean, a thing like coronavirus, right? A lot of the world's leading epidemiologists and experts, clinical experts, are saying things like, oh, we're not going anywhere. Quarantine will not be done uh, in the foreseeable future until we develop a vaccine. That is our only hope for being able to move past uh, this moment in time so we can resume normal life, life as we know it. Um, and so if this is true, uh, <laughs> SS Retrozone. They're gonna cancel you, Bethany. I don't give a fuck. Who? Twitter? Twitter is so insufferable. I just, like, can't even go on anymore. I thought I was just taking a little hiatus. Like, oh, I'll be back when I feel like it. But I just have not felt like it. <laughs> Every time I go on there, I'm just like, ugh. Just everyone. What are you talking about? No nuance. So it's not fun. It used to be fun. It's not fun anymore. You have to restrict everything you say. So you're, it's just, you can't say shit. We could never have a conversation like this. I mean, also just because of the very format, everything has to be condensed in a cute little fucking package. And that's the truth. I just gave you the truth in 260 characters or less. <laughs> Sam Holling said, Twitter is so gay. That's right. And so are you, Sam. <laughs> and so am I. <laughs> We are gay. Yeah, Twitter sucks. Fuck Twitter. Fuck you, Twitter. If you're listening, cancel me. I don't give a fuck. Have I said anything crazy? Have I? No. No. Uh, I'm not an anti-vaxxer, like I said. I, I think that this conversation requires so much nuance. I mean, at every level, like I said. For one, the very question of whether or not we think it is the government's right to mandate what we do with our very bodies. If I, if I just uh, say yes, just yes, because... Um, because what? I need to come up with a solid justification for why. If I say, yes, the government does have a right to mandate vaccines, it can't simply be because uh, because this is for the good of the public. This promotes health and sustainability. Because if I use that justification for why the government should be allowed to tell me what to do with my body, then what would be my defense in the instance of a thing like uh, fighting for the right to abortion, right? Because someone could easily say, well, abortion should be illegal and the government should have the right to tell you what to do with your body because uh, 
it promotes health and sustainability. It promotes the sustainability of our population and our citizenry. If you are actively uh, compromising your own health, if you are uh, and terminating a life, uh, which it could be in some certain incarnation. I'm not one of these people that's like, fetuses aren't people. I don't care. A fetus could be a person or a fetus could not be a person. It depends on what we decide to call it. It's a potential person. Who cares? I don't care if abortion is murder. I think you could still defend it under those circumstances. It should. It's justifiable murder, in my opinion. But regardless, not to get off topic, what was I saying? Oh yeah, somebody could easily take that kind of justification that, um, you know, that the government should have the right to tell us what to do with our bodies because it promotes livelihood and sustainability of our population to say that this is why abortion should also be illegal and the government has the right to tell you not to have one, right? What would be my defense? If I, it, you know, like when it comes to a thing like bodily autonomy and what the government's right is, uh, as far as mandating what we do with our own bodies, this is not something that we should just simply say, Get the fuck over it, you crazy, stupid, hysterical moms. You know, like, uh, and make stupid memes and shit about, like, Kat Von D and stuff. Like, get over it, you're all dumb. Like, give the gun. Like, it's so ironic to me that the same people who claim to be so critical and so aware of all of the various ways that our government and our government mandated institutions of science and clinical health are so clearly corrupt by financial motivations, by all types of ulterior motives, um, these same people will just tell you to get the fuck over it. No conversation is allowed when it comes to a thing like vaccination. Why? Why would there be no conversation here? This is an incredibly relevant topic to the lives of everybody, yourself included. If you're not invested in having a conversation here, then what the fuck kind of conversation could you ever be invested in having about anything? God damn it. Grow up, Twitter. I'm talking to you. Ugh. Um. Danny, I'm so glad you bring this up. Danny just said, or is it Danny? I don't know how to, there's only one N, sorry. Another factor could be age as well. You get most vaccines when younger, when you don't necessarily have a choice. I'm so glad you bring this up because this is something that I was thinking about earlier too and I didn't want to forget to say it. That like the whole ethics of making your own decision as a child also I think comes into play. Because I mean I'm somebody who believes that in the United States especially, I don't know really how it works in other world governments, but in the United States of America, children have, like, no rights. I think it's so fucked up how children are basically just, like, left to uh, the whims of whatever their parents desire. Whatever your parents desire for you is what you fucking get. And your parents can do things like isolate you from the rest of the community. They can homeschool you. They can make sure that you have no access to the outside world. They can, you know, abuse you and no one will ever fucking know because you're, you live in my fucking cupboard and no one's gonna check on you. And if I say you get a vaccine, you do. If I say you don't get a vaccine, you don't. I mean, this is a part of the conversation as well and I think it absolutely needs to be had that it should be children's right to decide too at the same time it's like well where does this end because if children have the right to make such 
incredible decisions about their own bodily autonomy than like can a 10 year old girl get titty implants like can can nine-year-olds consent to sex like pedophiles would fucking love that like what are the ethical implications of this line of thinking too i mean the the philosophical problems posed by this question is just it's just enormous which is even more reason uh to feel that a conversation is required here um god i'm losing my train of thought i'm just so fucking excited uh but i think um of course like we're saying here we all seem to agree well i don't know i'm talking to like <laughs> myself um <laughs> was i just describing harry potter says as his retro zone yes i was um clearly this is all uh clearly this is all incredibly circumstantial right uh, uh, everything every new illness poses a new specific threat and a new specific plan of action i mean the coronavirus is a perfect example of that. You don't even need to think about that. Uh, Danny, I'm not even going to speak on that issue. That That is a whole other issue. But, um, I mean, clearly the coronavirus uh, is poses a very uh, specific threat. And that's the reason that we are in such a unique set of conditions right now. Um because how the fuck i mean if it wasn't so unique we would not all be in quarantine so clearly our strategizing towards positive outcomes is also going to be similarly unique right like danny was saying earlier um you know for other vaccines there might be more freedom at least in your own worldview you might feel some sort of more ethical freedom as it relates to your right to make a decision whether or not you want to get something like the polio vaccination because polio is a disease that because of vaccines uh has pretty much been ruled to be you know not really a serious threat anymore uh because it, at this point it's so infrequent because enough people got <laughs> sam coronavirus but it just makes you extremely homosexual I mean, I'm feeling the effects. I don't know about you. But, um, what were you just saying? Fuck, I lost my thought. You said homosexual and I just <laughs> got too excited. Uh, oh yeah, polio. Polio is not really like a threat to our livelihood anymore. It's so rare. I mean, the number of cases is. I think it's like under 1% of the world's population, maybe under 3%. And in a country like the United States of America, I mean, I, I don't even know if there's any cases. Uh, so if you do a thing like don't get vaccinated for polio, I mean, the ethical implications are much less severe than a thing like when we're dealing with coronavirus, you know, when they're projecting that upwards of 70% of the United States population could become infected with this thing you know if you don't get the polio vaccine what's the likelihood you're going to catch polio and what's the likelihood if you do catch polio you're going to be exposed to someone who didn't have this vaccine you know um ooh. we have someone from south africa nice how do i pronounce your name sheepo i think it's sheepo 
I can only speak from a South African context where vaccines are mandatory. This is probably due to a large amount of immune systems being compromised from factors such as tuberculosis, HIV, malnutrition, etc. My free will could be a very real threat to a multitude of people I coexist with. It's something in my context that would have pretty adverse effects to those in the working class in particular. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, like you're saying, I mean, being where you are geographically in the world, you feel a moral responsibility to your peers because you know if you didn't get vaccinated that the risk of others uh, becoming infected with whatever thing you might carry and transmit to them uh, could be super severe. And it's a real threat, you know, versus a thing like polio where, yeah, like maybe maybe uh, it's not as as. Uh, much of a threat so you might not feel as bad if you don't get that vaccination you know if you just happen to be lazy and forget and it's like yeah whatever what are the chances i'm gonna get polio but you know if you're in an environment where lots of people have a thing like coronavirus you know then what are the ethical implications of this this is clearly a variable that needs to be considered and it's probably the most important one right because not now it's not simply about your own bodily autonomy it's about the health of all of those who are around you so clearly uh, clearly you must do something oh i just had a thought and i forget what it was damn oh yeah just to speak of the hypocrisy of the discourse for one more second i thought that that i think that these conversations are especially funny or at least the ones that we've observed retroactively they seem especially funny in the context of this because what what are one of the things that what is one of the things that's been happening a lot uh now since coronavirus has happened now there's all of these uh statistics being quoted like um look at how many people die from influenza every year and this and that and it's like do you all go get your influenza vaccines every year if you don't get your flu vaccine every year then you are a fucking anti-vaxxer aren't you aren't you so i'm not trying to hear any anti-vax criticisms from you people just want to say unless you get your influenza vaccine and of course, I already know they're going to be like, well, each strain is different and blah, 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 blah. Doesn't fucking matter. Go get your fucking vaccines, you fucking anti-vaxxers. I'm not trying to hear your shit. Anyway, even though obviously I'm skeptical and cynical and host a, a whole array of bad feelings towards some of the uh, hypocrites that I see out here who are really hypocrites on every issue. So it's not like this one uh, makes them any more hypocritical than any of the other ones. But... Um, but, uh, clearly this conversation is incredibly nuanced. And I think that what, uh, seems to be the sentiment here is, is that, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, it is true that questions of your own bodily autonomy, uh, do play into this question, especially as it relates to what government is allowed to do. But at the end of the day, people seem to think here and i also agree that your greater responsibility is to the group because at the end of the day especially when it comes to things like government i mean government exists ultimately to be a thing that ensures the livelihood of the group this is why 
we're supposed to have governments. I wouldn't say that the government necessarily fulfills this role in actuality, and perhaps it never has, but I'm definitely somebody that wants government to be a social contract, something that you enter into willingly, and with the understanding that you're, you might be required to do things, you, your participation uh, will be required and ultimately, uh, uh, your participation is required for the better of the group. You may have to do things that you don't want to do. Maybe, like, not murder your friend or not murder anybody. That's too bad. In some other non-governmental scenario, you know, that might be fine. There's no morality outside of this place. SS Retrozone says, are you pro-government, Bethany? Pro-government in the most abstract understanding of the word? Yes, absolutely. I am not pro our government. I am not pro any government. As far as I know, all governments are a bunch of corrupt fucking institutions that don't have the interest of individuals or the group in mind. Uh, but at baseline, yes, I'm absolutely pro-government because at baseline, all government is supposed to be is a group is a contract really where we enter into willingly as a group uh and we try to make a community that benefits all of us you know that's the fucking point that's why we created civilization because in nature without any law we're all equally vulnerable well not even equally vulnerable we're vulnerable to varying degrees you know uh I've said it before, like, you know, whether you're elderly, a woman, a child, you are at an increased risk in, uh, you know, nature from, from facing a thing like bodily harm if somebody larger or more physically abled than you wants to destroy you. But even the alpha men of the group, even the Arnold Schwarzeneggers and the Sylvester Stallones and shit, uh, they too, I think, face a unique threat. Because if you're the alpha male, then everybody wants to take you out. You're their greatest threat. They're going to kill you while you're sleeping, you know? So it's not even like... I mean, everybody's fucked in this uh, hypothetical nature scenario but this is part of why i say that even though i'm pro-government in the reasons for the reasons i just described i'm not pro-government as is because uh what i believe every government is obligated to offer its citizens at all times is the option to opt out Government should not just be this thing you are born into and you are forced to do this or that because the government tells you to. The government should always, always have an option for people to leave because government needs to be a thing that is entered into willingly, like I just said. It should be understood as a contract, almost like a club. You don't join a club unless you want to be a member of that club. And when you are a willing participant, you do things... For the club, you make certain contributions and you do so more happily, in my opinion, uh, because you know that you want to be there and you know that you can leave whenever the fuck you want, you know. So this also, in my opinion, adds a layer to these kinds of arguments, too. Because our government, in my opinion, is unethical at baseline for many reasons, but for this reason especially. So when it comes to a thing like vaccines, it's like, well... If I disagree with any any of this, I can't even simply leave. That's a problem as well. 
uh, and it also kind of resembles the kind of problems that we are talking about when it comes to matters of children and their autonomy. I mean, how much autonomy do you really have, period, if you can't even fucking leave this place? And the fact that we can't leave, the fact that we can't simply opt out and go start our own government or whatever the fuck we want to do, I think this too is part of the reason that our government can get away with so much bullshit and why they're, they're just become more and more corrupt and they're not beholden to any standard as this power disparity becomes greater and we the citizens have so much less say and autonomy within our own governments then you know they, it doesn't matter they're not they're they're like what are you gonna do leave oh you can't where are you gonna go there's nowhere to go you can't leave you can't make us do anything we're the government bitch fuck you up <clears throat> ss retrozone does the government decide what is ethical or unethical uh as far as it's mandated, yes. <laughs> they decide what is ethical or unethical by law, yes. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that uh, the government's ethics are necessarily compatible with what I think are the best ethics. Uh, hey, and if you join Phenomenology Club, by the way, you can be a part of our New Jersey group, my hypothetical government, where I uh, am, well, we are trying to uh, create the most ethical government ever. But anyway, 35 minutes. Okay, before I get out of here, well, I'm not leaving just yet because we haven't really even talked too much about this. Um, clearly, this is the point I was just harping on. The issue is not simply bodily autonomy, whether or not I deserve it. The issue is, is especially uh, in these conversations and as it relates to a thing like coronavirus, the issue is how much my decisions impact other people you know so for a thing like coronavirus if a vaccination came out you know i personally would feel morally responsible to take it at the same time i would be greatly displeased if the narrative became on twitter <laughs> or something that anybody who has any sort of pause or fear or worries about what kind of standards underlie the development of this vaccine, in what way it's going to be implemented, what kinds of uh, trials were done to test it. Uh, I mean, no matter what, if the vaccine comes out soon, which they're saying it has to, uh, then, then no matter what, this thing is going to be a risk to take. Because, I mean, I don't know how familiar a lot of you are with clinical trials, but clinical trials go on for years. And the longer they go on, the longer we are witness to things like long-term side effects. A lot of uh, health problems are not foreseeable, you know, when, when it comes to things like the side effects of serious medications. I mean, a lot of things don't reveal themselves until decades down the road, you know. So no matter what, you are making a great risk to take this vaccination. And I think, I think still at the end of the day, you know, if we know that it will work and prevent the spread of this virus, then we will be morally responsible for taking it. But there is absolutely nothing wrong with being afraid uh, because you would be taking a huge risk. Uh, there's no way that they're going to know what kind of side effects come out of a va any vaccination that's developed even as far as two years down the road. 
that's still not enough time. So personally, yes, I would take it, but I would also, uh, I would really hope that we can all come together and campaign for the highest standard of clinical trials and transparency uh, when it comes to this kind of a thing, you know. And also, also that there there should be so much conversation around the legality of this because the language of law is something that a lot of people just really don't care about. I mean, people don't care about language, period, which is so stupid because language is how we formulate any of these arguments. The only way I was able to even express any of these sentiments to you was literally with the way that I put my words in a certain order and the fact that you could understand what each word means. I mean, it's fucking nuts. Language is the Legos of all ethics. So the language of law is something that I think we should really be paying attention to as it relates to a thing like this. If there becomes a vaccination and it becomes mandatory to take it for coronavirus, we should be heavily invested in looking at how they are going to mandate this with their language. Because like I said earlier, if if the language of law is simply like, okay, the justification, uh, the government can require can tell you what to do with your body the government can mandate that you receive this or that vaccination because it benefits the sustainability uh and livelihood of the group then you are opening the door for for so many potential abuses uh where the government can mandate anything and just say it's for the good of the group it's for your own health it's for the health of everybody you know now you have to do this or that you have to do this you have to get sterilized you have to have a baby you have to fucking take this medication you have to do that and this no i say no anyway Solar Temple, I agree with you about how so, some government policies are necessary to ensure the safety and well-being of the population at large. All of the people who are not isolating during COVID don't understand this. Yeah, they either don't understand or they don't care. I don't know which is worse. Because, uh, yeah, if, if, if ultimately the only thing that matters to you is your own livelihood... And your own health and you'll do whatever the fuck you want. I don't care if I get corona. At least I'm going to go out having a good time. That's all great for you. But you are neglecting your responsibility to other people. You know. Uh, and this this is a mindset that I think we all kind of thrive under. Live under. Especially in capitalism. And I am not some sort of socio-political expert, but this is an attitude that really, really bothers me. And I see it a lot when it comes to especially discussions of like sexualities and identities and weird shit. Like we've seen a lot of pedophilia sympathy and stuff uh, beginning to get more and more serious. A lot of this sentiment is always repeated and it's always repeated by the same people that are also out here, uh, you know, disparaging all of these hysterical moms and stupid hysterical women and shit too this idea that do whatever you want as long as it doesn't hurt other people do do what whatever as long as you it just it only affects you you know people say as long as it doesn't hurt other people but but the idea 
the idea, the very idea that anything you do, that you could do something that doesn't affect other people is erroneous in and of itself. Whether or not you're just prancing around like a fucking elf with your fake fucking surgically implanted elf ears on or whatever the fuck you're doing, this still affects other people. Literally everything you do affects other people. So I am so averse to this very sentiment that you can do anything that doesn't affect other people. That's a fucking lie. And you need to stop lying to yourself. Everything you do affects other people. Every life choice you make, everything you buy at the grocery store, every fucking shirt you put on, everything. You are not some independent entity that exists and you are just the center of your own universe and nothing can touch you unless you choose to interact with it. That's a fucking lie. Everything you do affects everybody. Everybody. And your freedom to prance around like a fucking elf and fucking do whatever the fuck you want with your fucking surgically implanted elf ears. <laughs> and your freedom to fucking sit on Tumblr and write a child porn fetish fucking kink dumb whatever the fuck dumb bullshit you perverts are always on about. Your freedom to do that rests on the backs of people who are not free. You're only free to sit around and do all your dumb shit in America because people around the world are not free. People are slaving over making your dumb fucking technology devices. They're fucking slaving over getting fucking minerals out of these caves in India children are crawling into so they can make your dumb fucking makeup. Everything you do requires other people. There is no independent action you can take unless you're literally in the middle of the fucking woods, maybe, maybe by yourself, maybe then. Anyway, I've said what I have to say. Clearly, clearly, everything you do impacts other people. And this, this thing, especially the question of whether or not you should get vaccinated. My answer in short is yes, it is your moral responsibility. At the same time, I mean, this, a thing like government can only work if, if it's philosophically sound. So while it's true that it is our moral responsibility to, think, to get a thing like a vaccination, especially in the midst of a thing like this incredible pandemic, it's also true that the morality, the ethics of all of these things is never going to be solid or, or there can be no easy answers until we also start holding our government and our governmental institutions to a higher standard, especially as it relates to healthcare in the United States. I mean, two things can be true, you know, and not only that, but also the ethics of our very law, you know, we, we don't even hold them to a high standard. And the reason I say that too is because even though it's true, we're always out here campaigning for this or that, the government is corrupt in this or that way. What do we ever do about it except state that, you know? When are we going to actually investigate the language of law together and make suggestions, start strategizing towards positive outcomes? We never do that. All we're still doing is pointing out the corruption here and there. We never even talk about how it can be solved. And I think that one of the things that we should really be invested in uh, is, is literally thinking about the language of law. How can we structure laws in a way that is more, uh, you know, ethically sound? These are the kinds of things that I think all of us can, these are the kinds of questions that we all can be invested in together, you know? How amazing would that be if we all had conversations like, okay, we disapprove of this facet of government this is what we think would be better. How about we start strategizing? Hmm? Hmm? 
that's what we're doing with our New Jersey project. So, <laughs> on that note, anybody who would like to come talk to me about New Jersey and how we can make a pure and perfect ethical government, come into the club Discord for only $1, Phenomenology Club. Uh, we have daily quarantine activities, like I've said, uh, and actually, it's time to do yoga, so I'm gonna get out of here and go do yoga with Phenomenology Club and Adrian, our YouTube yogi superstar, who I love, and then we're gonna shred with Jillian motherfucking Michaels. So, uh, thank you all for listening. I hope that doing a video upload made this more fun for you, uh, and I'm going to try to continue in this way i also hope it was listenable i don't feel like i did too much uh, visual stuff so anyway everyone be safe wash your fucking hands because what you do affects other people never fucking forget it okay i love you goodbye <laughs>